Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Welcome again, members, partners, covenant friends. Praise God. We are so glad to have you join us, uh, whether you're joining uh, at home, streaming as a member, or somewhere in another state or around the world. We praise God and we welcome you. Thank God we believe that you're going to be blessed and benefited by the word of God. As you know, I've been teaching from this series, Living Life Without Fear. We've been getting your emails and your comments about how the word of God is working in your life and driving out the spirit of fear and that your faith is arising and that it's living big in your heart. And so that blesses me every time I hear the results of what the word of God is doing. I expect results. The Bible says, therefore, the word go forth out of your mouth. It shall not return vain, void, or nonproductive, but it shall accomplish that which God pleased and prosper in the lives whereunto you he sends it. And you are the life that God sends his word. And so we thank God for the results. So we want to continue to teach from the uh, series, Living Life Without Fear. And I want to use as a subtopic this morning, overcoming the fear of of failure overcoming the fear of failure which is the number one fear and the main fear that the devil uses to stifle and paralyze Christians what if I fail so it's best not to do nothing and then he'll go into your past and take a past results and try to sabotage your future you remember the last time you started a business it failed you remember the last time you stood for your healing, you almost got sick and died. You remember the last time you bought a car, it was repossessed. You never paid. Any failure, that's all the enemy does. He will go in your present, particularly your past, and bring out all the negative things and the negative experience. And then use those things to try to sabotage your future. And that's what fear does. It, it, it paralyzes you and stifles you and renders you immobile. So just don't do nothing. And there are a lot of people who don't even pray because they're afraid that, well, what if God don't answer my prayer? I just don't want to be heartbroken and feel like I failed. So I won't pray at all so I won't have no expectations so I can't be disappointed. You'll be surprised how many people live like that. Failure. Heart failure. Failure to kill uh, parts of their body and organs. What if that failed? What if this failed? What if my kids fail in school? What if I go back to school and, and try to get my diploma or, or do something positive and fail? fail failure, failure, failure. It's from the enemy. And I want to show you how to overcome and not only arrest, but eradicate the spirit of failure. Well, you always think success. Well, you already know that the Bible says whatever you do shall prosper. It didn't say fail. It said whatever you do shall prosper. Meditate in the word day and night. And observe to do according to all written therein. That's what the first Psalm says. You'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And whatsoever you do, if you're on your job, at school, at home, investment, whatever it is, business, you shall prosper, which is the opposite of failure. So we want to deal with this from the word of God. And what we do when we teach the word of God, we replace failure 
with success and fear with faith. The faith of God will drive out all the fear. Perfected love, as we studied last week, will cast out fear. So we're talking about living life without fear, overcoming the fear of failure. Those of you that have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke's Gospel, chapter 22. Luke's Gospel, chapter 22. And thank God for the emails and all the cards and encouragement. I encourage all your members to do so. I know I might not physically see your face. You not, may not be those uh, who come out and, you know, in our limited uh, capacity that we're doing now. But your cards mean a lot. Your emails mean a lot. Praise God. When you email me and tell me what the Word of God is doing in your life. And not just members, wherever you are streaming from, whether it's another state or around the world. We, we welcome your comments and your emails, praise God, hallelujah. Just go to that website and type it in, praise the Lord. Luke's Gospel, chapter 22, verse 20, 31 through 34. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, but, uh, he says, that he may shift you like wheat, but... I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. I have prayed that your faith fail not, that there be no failure in your faith and in your life. And because I'm praying for you, when thou art converted, not if, when, there's coming a change, strengthen thine brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, and this is what happened to a lot of us. Sometimes we think we're ready to go. We think that we, we, we can deal with anything. And we, but there's a season and, of teaching and training. And Peter said, Lord, I'm ready to go with thee both to prison and to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, that the cock shall not crow this day before you have denied me three times that you even know me. You're not ready, son. In other words, you're going to fail me. You think you're ready, but they're going to come failure. You're going to deny me. But he said, that's why I'm praying for you. That your faith fail not. He says, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brother. In other words, we don't have to fear failure. One of the reasons is because Jesus is praying for us. The Bible says he ever lived to make intercession for you. He knows what you're going through. He knows about your meal. He knows about COVID-19. He knows about the needs and the things you have need of. He knows about your children. The Bible says we don't have a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as you and I are yet without sin. There's nothing that you and I have gone through as Christians that Jesus have not already experienced as a man. And thank God when he was raised from the dead, and ascended to the right hand of the Father, one of his present-day ministries is he ever lived to make intercession for us. So even when your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, even when your spouse forget to pray for you, you got someone praying for you. He said, and because I'm praying for you, that your faith fail not, there's coming a change, Peter. There's coming when thou art converted. I want you to know because Jesus praying for your finances, there's coming a change. There's coming a change in your children. There's coming a change in what the doctor said is for your diagnosis. Why? Jesus gets his prayers answered. Now, I want you to notice this. There's a lot to 
uh, extract from this scripture. Notice in verse 31, he says, Simon, Simon. He didn't call him Peter. He's using another gender of his name. He said, Satan is out to have you that he might sift you like wheat. Now, that's not altogether totally negative. Because there's a lot of people the devil don't desire to have because he already got. Just the fact that the devil is coming against you means that you are headed for success. The enemy is not busy trying to discourage people God is not going to use. You must have something. No, no thief rob a homeless man. Well, he ain't got nothing. The thief, if he desires it's because you're successing your future. There's, there's about, and he's trying to get you to quit before manifestation comes. Now remember, he said Simon, Simon. Simon is another gender of Peter's name. Peter means Petra, a little rock. Simon means a reed that's blown with the wind. This is when Simon is in his shaky state. You know, Peter was always making mistakes. That's, why, that's what he's talking about. You're talking about you ready to go with me, man. Before the cock throw one time today, you're going to deny me three times. Huh? You know, Peter was always making mistakes. You know, they come out to get Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. They come out with knives and swords and spears. And Peter pulls out a sword and cut off the high priest here. He got violent. He's trying to defend Jesus. Jesus said, put up the sword, man. If you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. Always making mistakes. They go up into the Mount of Transfiguration. There where Jesus is supernaturally Image begin to change and they're pure with him, Elijah and Moses. And the Bible says that, that Peter began to speak, Lord, let us make thee and Elijah and Moses a temple. There. And, and the spirit of God comes from heaven and said, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. In other words, shut up, Peter. Let God is talking. Peter was constantly making mistakes. Have anyone ever made any mistakes? In a, anyone ever, ever failed? You, your heart meant right, but you, 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 it was messed up in your head and you made a mistake. Well, that's what Jesus is talking about. You're Simon now. But, but I've looked into your future. Satan desired to have you. You're making mistakes now. But I've looked into your future and when the day of Pentecost comes, you, you're going to be changed. You're denying me now, but when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to stand up and preach the word of God, and I see you with a 5,000-member church and a 3,000, 8,000 members. The Bible says Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and said, this is that spoken by the prophet Joel, and began to preach about the Spirit being poured out, and the Bible says 3,000 souls were saved. Later on, 5,000. Here he's with, with an 8,000-member church in the future. So what the enemy does now, he's peeked into your future. You at home, he's looked beyond COVID-19. He's looked beyond all the trials, and he's trying to get you to be discouraged and say the enemy desired to have you, but Jesus has prayed for your faith, and I want you to know there's coming a change, hallelujah, in your finance. There's coming a conversion on your job situation. There's coming a, a change in that court case. What was meant for evil is about to work for your good. The best is yet to come. Yes, God showed himself strong in the darkest hour even in the midst of COVID-19 now he said that your faith you're gonna fail but don't let your faith fail just cause your human faith fail don't mean you are a failure we are talking about people overcoming the fear of failure why did Peter 
Deny the Lord. Come on. Fear. He said, I'm ready to go with you, even under death. And Jesus said, man, look, you're going to fail. <laughs> I know your heart is right, but your head is messed up. For the end of this day, when they come out there, you're going to deny me three times. Not me, Lord. And sure enough, they come out. Wasn't you with Jesus? Oh, no, no, no. I don't. Uh, I wasn't really with him. Yeah, surely. Your speech betrayed thee. You sound just like him. And I mean, you know, but the third time he went to cussing and swearing. And the Bible says he, he went away. What, what called? Fear. Fear of failure. And then the Bible says he went and wept bitterly. But let me show you how God is. God does not count our failures. He counts our victories. Because after the resurrection, and Mary seen him and said, oh, my God, it's Jesus, the son of God. Rabboni and Mary said, touch me not, but go to my father and your father and go tell my disciples and Peter. Good God Almighty. I know he think he's a failure, that I'm alive. See, see. So Peter, Simon meant was reed. He was blown like a reed. But after he got revelation of who Jesus was, he became like a rock. Upon this rock, Peter. Come on. See, call him Simon first. See? See, Satan is after the, the, the Simon in us. He wants you to sift you like wheat, break you down, one thing after another, till you give up and quit. But Jesus said, because I have prayed for your faith that it failed not. Hallelujah. There's coming a change, man. And when you get converted, strengthen the brother. Go help somebody else. How many of you know that's what it's all about? Amen. So I want to encourage you. Whether you're at home or whether you're somewhere else, the best is yet to come. I know you say, oh, my God, man, 200 and nearly a quarter million people dead and, and job loss and unemployment. And, 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 and there are people that are furloughed and there are people who, who have, who, you know, uh, houses are, are being uh, foreclosed on. And yeah, 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 yeah. But the best is yet to come. I'm, Jesus is praying for you. Hallelujah. We're talking about fear of failure. You don't have to uh, fear uh, a failure. Because Jesus is praying for you. He ever lived to make intercession for us, and he knows you by name. He's not just praying a general prayer for the church. He said, I've called you by name. He knows your situation. He knows about your children. He knows about your family. He knew COVID-19 was coming before they ever got here. And before the problem ever came, he had already made a solution. There's coming a change, hallelujah. I said, there's coming a change. It's about like Sam Cook. Lord, I know change going to come. It's been a long time coming, but change, because you didn't quit, because you didn't give up, because you kept on praising God, because you kept on tithing, because you kept on giving God the glory. God says you didn't let your faith fail, and there's coming a change, Peter. You're going to go from a reed to a rock, hallelujah. Thou art Peter, Petra, upon this rock. You ain't Simon anymore. You're solid as a rock. And upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. Revelation knowledge on who I am. And the very gates of hell shall not prevail. You need to be shouting amen, praise God. That's good news. That's the good news of the gospel. So don't fear failure because I'm praying for you. Just because your faith failed don't mean you failed. Are you listening to me? Look at this from the Amplified. And we at Luke's Gospel, chapter 22, verse 31 through 34 from the Amplified. He says, Simon, Simon, Peter, listen, man. Satan has acted excessively that all of you 
be given up to him out of the power of the keeping of God, that he may sift you all, all of you, like grain of wheat. You know, that's what the devil tried to do, just mess with your children, mess with your finances, mess with your job. It's like, it's like you remember the sifter with them old biscuits mama used to make? And you have to sift out. The devil tried to shake every scripture out of you. He said, he said, that's what he wants to do. But like I said, that means that no one is trying to rob a homeless man. Huh? That means you got something. That means you're headed for victory. But he said, but. How many of you know what but means? Cancel all that out. Guess why you're going to make it? I have prayed especially for you, Peter, that your own faith. See, many times our own faith get weak. We're questioning God. There are people questioning God in this pan pandemic. My God, where God at, man? I mean, I lost my job. Kids out of school. Been diagnosed with this. I mean, it just seemed like, oh, my God, they're talking about foreclosure on my house. I'm behind three car pay. See, the devil will try to get you to let go of your faith. He said that your own faith may not fail. No failure in it. And when, if you keep the faith, regardless of what is happening in the pandemic, when you yourself have turned again, God said, I'm, I'm, I'm turning some things around. I'm turning your finances, your children around. Strengthen and establish your brother. Well, he got excited and he, oh, and Simon Peter said, now, Lord, I'm ready to go. Both the prison and the death. Don't all others forsake you, not me, Lord. You know how we are. For God, I live and for God, I die. Until someone threatened you with death. And that's what happened to Peter. They came out to get Jesus in the God of God. And Jesus said, look, man, let me tell you something, Peter. Before a single cock shall crow this day. And saying, right, why you shout right now? This evening, you're going to deny me you, that you even knew me three times. In other words, you're going to fail. But that don't make you a failure. Because I prayed that your faith fell. You understand what I'm saying? Just because things have happened in our life. Praise God that it didn't turn out. That doesn't make you a failure. Now, I want you to um, just listen to this statement. You must then separate you failing God from God failing you, which, by the way, is impossible. I'm going to give you time to let that absorb. Because that's most people. Well, I, I can't serve a God that'll let mama die. I can't serve a God. I put in for that job and I didn't even get it. I can't serve a God when I pray and, you know, I, I was supposed to get a promotion. They overlook. No, no, God, there is no failure in God. Let, let, see, that's why people waste time. Well, where did God, why did God let this? God didn't let anything. Why did God allow me to lose this? Listen. God is not the take, is not the one who takes away. He adds and multiplies. The thief came to kill and steal. If it by the grace of God, you wouldn't have nothing. You would have lost everything if it was up to the devil. So you must separate you failing God, which we do constantly, he still loves us, from God failing you, which is impossible. God cannot fail. There is no failure in God. And when you understand that, that there's no failure in God, that just because you, Peter, failed, look at the end of his life. Jesus prayed for him. In the end, he wound up being successful with a 7,000-member church. 
And I want you to know if you don't quit, praise God, God will never fail you. God will never give up on you. Just because you fall down don't make you a failure. The prodigal son failed, but he didn't stay there. Did he not fall in the hog's pen? Did he not make a mistake? We all have made mistakes. We've all have fallen. But it's not the falling that's all going to get up. But the Bible says he came to himself. And when he came to himself, he picked himself up. And the father was still right there waiting on him. Said, this is my son. You're not a failure. Matter of fact, let's throw a party. Somebody go praise God, get a fatty calf. Somebody go get put on some music, pray. Let's throw down. Hallelujah. My son that was once lost is now found. He was blind now. He's, see, see, you'll never fail you. It's not the falling down. It's staying down. Matter of fact, don't even call it a failure. Call it a temporary setback. So again, from Luke's gospel, that's where we at. You that's coming in. Uh, hold that right there. We've been looking at uh, Luke chapter 22, verse 31 through 34, and we're talking about overcoming the fear of failure. So you must separate you failing God from God failing you. It's never no failure in God. That's why people waste time. Look at the scripture reference here, Psalms 55, 22. He said, cast your burden. How many of you ever been burdened? Dealing with something. During this pandemic, there's a lot of people going through stuff, trying to figure out the finance, trying to figure out the kid, trying to figure out social distancing, trying to figure out them going back to school, trying to figure out that there's a lot of burden going on. But the Bible said, hey, cast your care on him. Cast out your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it. God don't want you heavy with bills heavy, with problems, come unto me, all ye that's heavy laden. Give that child to me. Give that COVID-19 situation to me. Give your finances to me. Give that, that bill to me. Don't sit there and get heavy with, with, with depression and get heavy with, with anxiety. He said, release the weight of that. Cast it over on me. Watch this. And he will sustain you. He'll keep you going. He will never allow. God says, I will not allow. There are certain things I've told the devil, I will not allow. You may come against Job, but I will not allow you to destroy him. You may come with a trial and test, but I will not allow you to, 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 to trap them in there. With that trial, I will make an escape. I will not allow them to be tempted above their human capacity to resist you. You are bound to that which is coming. I will not allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or what? Fail. God says, I will not allow failure in your life. Pick yourself up, Peter. You're still my boy. I don't care if you did cut off the servant here. Pick yourself up. Even though you did deny me, go tell my disciples and Peter, you're not a failure. I want you I want to, you know what God is saying? Wow. I'm committed to you. I'm going to stay with you. I don't care how many times you miss it. It's almost like you're trying to teach your son something. And he keep getting it wrong, keep getting it wrong. You're trying to teach him out. He said, I'm going to stay with you until you get this. You will not fail, man. If I have to tutor you personally. See, God is committed to you and I. What he said, I ain't giving up on anybody so don't you give up on me. That's the problem when we give up on God and call ourselves, I guess I just failed. 
I tried to start a business and it was unsuccessful. So then what the devil will do, he'll take your past experience of failure and try to sabotage your future and say, you remember the last time you started a business, it failed. You remember the last time you tried to start this, it failed. You remember the last time you bleed God for healing, you got sick. You remember the last time you bought a house, how what happened? They foreclosed on you. You remember the last car you bought, what happened? You never paid for it. They came and and then he'll use fear. Fear of failure. All he got is a pass. If you, hey, it's your VCR. I don't know why you quit letting him tell you what to look at. He mass rewind and you sit there and watch it and take you back in your pad and take all the sickness, all the sins, all your failures, all your fears, and you sit there and watch it. It's your video. You can mass stop. And it'll stop. And then mass forward wind. And then God will show you your future, which is bright. I have good thoughts taught you. Thoughts of good and not of evil. I'm going to give you a good final outcome. But fear of failure, most of the time, comes out of your past. And a man that will never look forward I press toward the mark for the prize of the high call of God in Christ will always return to his path. That's why after the resurrection of Jesus, uh, uh, while Jesus was in the tomb crucified, Peter thought he was a failure. He said, but I pray for your faith that he fell not. Now what did Peter do by trade? He was a fisherman. Huh? And, and guess what? When, when, when Jesus was crucified and they threw them, uh, uh, put him in the tomb, shut the, sealed it with a stone, what did he go back and do? Read your Bible. He went back to fish. He tried to do what he did before. When a man don't have a future, he will always return to his path. But what did the Bible say? He caught nothing. See, that's why God will cause your well to run dry. You'll try to go back to sin. It don't even have the same glamour. You'll try to go back to alcohol. It won't be. It'll like, this ain't working. You know why? Because God will block your path because he wants you to look forward. That's why your, 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 the car that you drive, how many of you drove a car here? Drive a car. Well, that's why your, your front window is 30 times the size of that little rear view mirror that shows you the back. Your front windshield is 30 size time of that little rear view mirror that you try to look behind you when you're bagging up. You know why? God did not intend for you to look back. He wants you to look forward, praise God. Quit going back and looking at your past failures. Focus on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. So he said, I'm not going to allow you to fail. You're going to try to quit on me, Simon Peter, but I'm going to deal with you. You're going to try to quit on me, Ezekiel, Jeremiah. You're going to say, Lord, you're the same. I ain't going to preach, but it's going to be like fire shut up in your bones. You're going to try to give up on me and go back, but I'm going to convict you at the bar. I'm going to convict you and say, I'm going to go everywhere you go. Ha! Where shall I go? The free from the presence, the presence of the Lord. You can't. Thank God for the love of God. 
that stays with us even when we're in a failure state. Even when you're at your lowest point. Put this statement up. Then failure then, and I want this to hit you, is an opportunity for you to start all over more intelligently. I'm going to say that again. Just take your time. Let's take our time this morning. Failure, then. Don't look at it as a failure. It's an opportunity to start all over more intelligently. Learn from your past mistakes. It's obvious I did something wrong. It's obvious I had my information mixed up. It's obvious I lack knowledge. Ain't no use of blaming God because there is no failure in God. I'll show you that in a minute. It's obvious I did something wrong with the finances, with the house, or with this. Because God says I'll be the lender, not the borrower. So instead of wasting time blaming God, it's obvious I didn't know everything I need to know about healing. If I laid hands on so-and-so, they die. Maybe, maybe, I, but I'm not going to waste no time blaming God. It's obvious if I didn't graduate or, or was it, didn't pay my call right. Uh, it, it's not God. If they came and got my car, maybe I moved too quick. Maybe I got a car that was too expensive for me based off of my salary. Maybe I got into a house trying to impress someone and I, and, and I created the sorrow. It's not, so, so, so this time, I'm going to learn from my past mistake. You can't go back and unscramble eggs, but you can learn. What did I do wrong? And that's the mistake a lot of people made. You just come out of a relationship. You're up in the hospital, we come to visit you. Your eyes just open up. Your lip is healing. You're finally getting your sense back. This boy almost beat the, the snot out of you. And you start getting well, you get healed. And I've seen people go right back to that clown, that abusive clown. Did you learn anything? What did you learn from that? Well, he loved me. He just said that, that, that he had a flashback when he was in the war. And, and he just, no, nah, he ain't never been to Vietnam. He ain't never been in the army. Learn how to identify a thug. You can't go back. But you learn from that. See, God was trying to tell you all, all the time, but you wouldn't listen to him. Because most people know what they want to do before they even do it. I, people, I've seen people come to me for marriage counsel. I don't know why. Because when I tell them don't do that, they already made their mind. We're going to do it anyway. We're going to get married. Because you tell them well, I would wait for this, they do what they want to in there. Then when they lose the house, divorce, three months later, learn. Go to the word of God. You were lacking knowledge. You can start over. But start over more intelligently. Insanity is doing the exact same thing over again, expecting different results. If I walk down the street, and the name of that street is Munson Street, and I fall in a hole where the manhole was uncovered, the top was all, bam, hit my chin. Ooh, get out, wow. Mm. Next day, I'm going down Munson Street. Bam, fall in the same hole. At some point, do I have any witnesses out there? Maybe I need to go a detour. I can't do anything about my jaw busted up two weeks ago, but I, I, you know what? It ain't good to go down Monson Street. 
Is this too simple for some of y'all? Why I say that? Because people, well, why God this? Why? And people fail and immediately they put it on God. Why didn't I get the house? Why didn't I graduate? Why didn't my child it? Why did I get the job? Why? Why? I don't understand why God let so-and-so die. Why God let? I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, I'm here to defend my father. Psalms 1830 says this. As for God, his way is perfect. And notice they got that exclamation point. They want you to stop. They want to bam, shout that at you. Ain't nothing wrong with God. Ain't nothing wrong with healing. Ain't nothing wrong with the scripture. It's something you didn't know. It's you need more knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. What they don't know about healing. What they know about starting the business. What they, you didn't spend time enough with God. Because God's way is perfect. And ain't nothing wrong with his word. The word of the Lord has been tested and tried. It works. Healing works. Deliverance works. Everything God says works. Prosperity works. Prayer works. Everything God says. So you're wasting time talking about God and his word. Well, the word said maybe God did. You're wasting time. God, there is no failure in God. So if I'm going to start all over, I'm going to start by going to the word and do what? Proverbs 3 says, I'm going to acknowledge the Lord in all my way. God, I'm starting a business. God, I'm about to end it marriage. Should I do this or should I do I'm going to acknowledge you in all my way. Now, you direct my path. And if I don't know what to do, I ain't going to do nothing. I'm going to stand still until I know it's God. I'm not going to buy no house. I'm not going to buy no car. I'm not going to start a business because your way is perfect. And your word has been tried. And you are a shield to all those who take refuge and put their trust in. So what the enemy will try to do when failure come, get you to blame God. Why did God let your baby get killed? Why did God? And now you're blaming God. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Amen. In a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Don't make the decision. Go do something. Mess up something. Then you won't bring your mess to me and you want me to fix it. <laughs> Pastor, I was down in Florida and they told me that I won a new apartment. But it was really a timeshare. And they told me to put $15,000 down and, and they were going to start building all this. And I put it and they, and, they, and they filed for bankruptcy. Can you help me? No. I could have helped you if you would have came before. I would have told you it was a sham before you signed it. So it ain't God. It ain't pastor. It's me. It's me. It's me, oh Lord. See, we don't like to get honest. But that's the only way you're going to move forward. Find out where you made a mistake and say, you know what, I ain't doing that no more. I went through one bad marriage. That's okay. I'm not against marriage. I just married the wrong person. I'm going to learn how to identify the. I'm going to learn how to identify a gold digger. I just married the wrong person. I didn't know she was about money. I totally didn't have anyone to stand in. And boy, she prayed everything. And I went and maxed out all my car trying to support the lifestyle of this lady. It was all about money. So I'm going to look for someone who won't mean for me. Oh, man, I mean, y'all, y'all, I don't. (laughs) 
So, so start over more intelligently. Don't just get bad at all men are just dogs. Rah, rah, rah. College in Germany. No, you just married a dog. I ain't no dog. So what we like to do is blame God and other people instead of finding out where did I go wrong, Lord? Because God is perfect. And I don't say that to condemn you. I'm saying it because you can't go. Don't waste time spinning wheels trying to, something that's already happened. Just move forward more intelligently with the word of God. That's why you need to get in the church that's teaching you the word of God. Okay? So look at Matthew's gospel, chapter 14. I'm not going to be before you long. I ain't going to be before you short. I just want to jaw your thinking. Because what happened is people think because they fail, then they don't even want to try again. In relationships, yeah, why? Because you got hurt. So you put up this wall of protection. I ain't gonna never mind. I mean, dog, ain't he just dogged me out. She dogged. Well, okay, well, you know what? God could have a perfect person in your life, but you put up a wall. And even if you bumped into him and they had a red hat on, you wouldn't know because of this wall you done put up a fear. And I'm not saying marry anybody. I'm saying that because you felt once. The third time it might be golden. The second time it might be golden. But if you keep repeating in your mind the failure you had, fear is going to control your life. You can never go forward because of your past. Turn your rear view mirror somewhere else concerning certain things, undesirable things that have happened in your life. God says, I got a good future for you. Y'all guys with me? I want you to get the balance of what I'm saying. And don't waste no time blaming God. Huh? That's what got, and I ain't going to spend no more time on it, but that's what got Cain into trouble. That's what got Isaac Cain daddy. Adam. I was fine with the elephants, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. <laughs> it's that woman you gave me. I didn't ask you to put me to sleep. I didn't ask you to make no heed. I didn't ask you to form this thing. You put me to sleep. You gave her to me. And she did give to me and beguiled me and I did eat. We wouldn't be in this mess if it wasn't for you. Listen to that old devil. Now, we wouldn't be in this mess if it wasn't for Adam being, <laughs> what's the word? What? When you don't stand up, you were passive. Because God gave you the authority. God says you protect God. Not he, he wasn't even born. He was right in here. Bible says Eve did eat and gave to her husband with her. He was standing right there, committed high treason. Bible says the woman was to see. She thought she was doing right. The man was not. He knew the word of God. Huh? That's why when God came back into God, he, she he didn't go, Eve, Eve, where are you? I'm holding you responsible. Quit making excuses. <laughs> Oh, boy. 
Matthew 14, we're talking about overcoming the fear of failure. Because I, I, I want you to get that out. Whatever you do, it's going to prosper. Whatever you're doing, it's going to come to maturity. Don't you quit. Just move forward. Praise God. Hallelujah. Y'all got Matthew's gospel, chapter 14? Let's look at Peter then, life. Since he prophesied, let's go to Peter. We're going to study the life of Peter just a little bit here. Look at Matthew 14, and let's look at verse, uh, let's start with verse 22. You have it? All right. And straightway Jesus constrained, that word means, constrained means ordered. Ordered his disciples, get into the ship and go before him where? To the other side. God will give you a, a goal in your life to reach the other side. It's all the blessing, the healing, debt cancellation. Everything God has promised you is on the other side. But let me tell you, anytime God tells you to go to the other side, there's going to always be contrary winds. How many of you know that? And so the Bible says, he said, let's let us go to the other side. While he sent the multitude away. And when they had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain park to pray. And while he was uh, in the evening still praying, and he was there alone. The ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves. And the wind was what? Contrary. Satan is going to always fight you. Always try to remind you of your past. Always try to use fear. Fear of failure. You remember the last time you did that? You remember the last time you tried to start a church? It folded. You remember the last time you tried to start a business? It went under. You remember the last time you bought a house? You know, they can't, it went back. It foreclosed. Contrary winds. He said, there was contrary winds. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went under them walking on the sea. Now, Jesus is doing something that's foreign to their natural mind. He's defying gravity. That should get your attention. I mean, come on. He's walking on the sea. Y'all, how many of you see these steps? Now, if I step off of these steps, and instead of my next feet hitting that step, I stay level and walk from here out to that lady right there sitting right there with that mask on and she's looking at my feet I'll get y'all attention y'all gonna go wait a minute one or two things gonna happen either you gonna praise God or you gonna get out of here you and your mad man man, man that, that ain't right he ain't right they told me he wasn't right I hear I should have mama told me not to come well, watch this <laughs> So he came to there walking on the water. All right. Now stay, stay, stay with the story. And it was a four watcher tonight. He came on them. That's about 3 a.m. in the morning. It's dark, misty out there. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were troubled and said, It's a spirit, it's a ghost, it's a hank, it's a booger man. And they cried out for what? What? What came out of them? Fear, not faith. See, under pressure, what's in you will come out of you. Either faith or fear are going to come out of you when there's opposition. Soon as there's opposition, they cried out for fear. Fear was down in them. Isn't that amazing? The devils seen Jesus and they said, we know who you are. You're the son of God. His own men see him and say, you the devil. You're a spirit. <laughs> see what fear do? See how fear would distort things? They said, oh, my God, it's a spirit. It's a hank. It's a, it's a booger man. And uh, the Bible said they cried out 
for fear. But straightway, immediately, Jesus said unto them, Be of good cheer. It is I. Don't be afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, he ain't too sure. He said, now I know you saying that's you. If it be thou, I know what you're saying, but I'm not totally persuaded yet. If it be thou, bid me to come on the water. And he said, what? Come. And watch this. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he what? He walked on the water to go to Jesus. I want you to see that. Before you criticize Peter, yeah, he took his eye about the Lord and went under. He did walk. We forget about Peter walked. Everybody at home, look on your screen. Peter walked on the water. Peter, now, I'm not telling you to run water in your bathtub and try it. But he did walk a lot of time. We critic, oh, Peter, he denied the Lord. Oh, Peter, he missed. Yeah, but he did walk on the water to go to Jesus. Now, the truth is, he's not walking on the water. He's really walking on the word. Come. If God tell you to come, there's enough power. He's upholding all things by the power of his word. He'll uphold your finances. He'll uphold your mind. Anything the word say, if you step out on it, by his strike, you were healed. You ain't going under. Give and it shall be given unto you. Pay your tithe and the windows of heaven. If you pay your, and you're standing on that. Pandemic or no pandemic, I'm walking on the word of God. You won't go under. God is looking for people who will step out in faith on his word. Now, if Thomas would have tried it, or Bartholomew, or John, they would have drowned it. Why? He didn't say to them, come. See, that's where people fail trying to do something God spoke to somebody else. I'm going to give my car away like Pastor did, and he got a brand new uh, BMW. I'm going to give my old junk away and see what I get, and now you walk. See, God didn't tell you to give your car away. He told me to. And it wasn't because I wanted a new car. It was to provide a nice vehicle for someone else that was standing in fact. That's why you shouldn't pay, play copycat on someone else. Well, I, they got married. My sister married his brother, and they happy, so I'm going to marry his brother, bro. Did God tell you to marry him? Then when it fell, because the brother is confused about his own sexuality. You don't know that, but you're going to do it. So you can say, yeah, we married brothers one another. I married this brother, he married that brother. <laughs> then failure come. See, we go create our own mess. Then you wonder, during the honeymoon, why he won't touch you. I noticed you didn't touch me. <laughs> Let me stop <laughs> I'm getting a little too deep. But I'm trying to say you need to listen to God. That's all. If you ain't tell you to marry somebody, whatever the Lord say, do it. That's what Jesus did. That's all I'm saying. 
I ain't going to marry somebody. Yeah, come. And I'm going to get you another two while we out there. I'm just doing stuff. Well, I came up without a daddy, and I don't want my baby to come up without a father. So I'm going to go on and marry me. Did God take that just because you got pregnant by someone? Ain't no reason to marry nobody. That's crazy. He's on drugs, doing crack cocaine, staying out all night. Never bought home a paycheck. Talking about he's all. You know, he's got a job, a job, but, you know, he's moving and this and that. I just, it just ain't on paper. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me see. And then you married. Then you failed. Then you wanted God, God, God. Ain't got nothing to do. He told Peter to come. Whatever he tell you to do, do it. He told me to build a church. He told me to go on television. That's why God paying the bills. Why, there's enough power if God told me to go on TV. We ain't going under. Our television minute's going to grow. Why, the power's in God's word what he told you to do. I went on television. We couldn't pay the bill. We went off. I wonder why God, God did, God never told you. You were trying to be like that other preacher. Man, I, I got I to gotta move. Someone say move, pastor. <laughs> okay, let me get through this thing. Okay, because I got some things. So he said, come. Uh, and so Peter is walking on the wall. He started coming. And the Bible says that when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. See, fear, fear got in him. Fear of failure. Fear of failure. Wind ain't got nothing to do with you walking on the water. Huh? If it is, go out there when it's smooth. Ain't no wind to see can you walk. Wind ain't while you are. And the Bible says, and beginning to seek, see, got his eyes off Jesus. He said, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and did what? Called him and said unto him, all thee a little faith. Little burst of faith. He had faith for a little while. That ain't little faith. Little faith don't walk on water. But he had a short burst of faith. He says, why did thou doubt? Let's pick this up from the Amplified. Start with verse 26. So I can break it down real quick and give you some pointers here. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they screamed out for fright or fear. Fear of failure. But instantly he spoke to them saying, take courage. I am. Stop being afraid. He didn't say try to stop. See, we're talking about living life without fear. Stop being afraid. Stop fearing the COVID-19. Stop fearing uh, 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 financial failure. Stop fearing house foreclosure. Stop fearing cancer. Stop fearing the mugger. Stop fearing that you're going to get raped. You dwell in the secret place of the Most High. You abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Don't be afraid of the terror you see by night. Don't be afraid of all of this stuff that's coming through television. All this that's they talking about coming. Keep going. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it be thou, command me to come to you on the water. Mm -hmm. And he said, come. Peter got out of the boat. Start walking on the word, the water. And he came toward Jesus, watch this. But when he perceived, that means saw and felt, two things. I saw that bill and I felt my body and it was a pain. See, that's what faith, we walk by faith and not by sight. 
The enemy is going to always use your senses to bring fear. What you see and what you feel. Look at there. Look what's coming on earth. Look at there. You ain't got no money in the bank. Feel right there. The knot's still there. If you were healed, why ain't the rash gone? If you were healed, feel there. The pack feel. And when he saw and felt mm-hmm, the strong wind, he was frightened and beginning to sink. But here's the good news. He cried out, Lord, save me from death. And the Bible says instantly. See, the greatest mistake you could ever make is never doing nothing at all. I'm sure all the other disciples criticized Peter, but they didn't even try. He had enough courage. And when anything God tell you to do, any order he give you, he's responsible for you. He ain't going to let you go under. The Bible says instantly Jesus reached out. Grabbed and caught his hand and held him, saying, Oh, ye a little burst of faith, why did you die? So God will always, put, put my first statement up right here. I want them to see this. There's four steps then to overcoming the fear of failure. Four steps. And you can start writing them as I go down. You're going to have plenty of time. If you want them, if you note, take it. If you're not, then get the CD. Go back, praise God, under our YouTube channel and watch this later on. But number one. Get out of the boat of average and ordinary. See, you know what? That's why it's important for everybody to know there's more out there because our environment dictates to us what's out there. You know, when I was a little boy, I didn't know no more than just a little duplex house. And, uh, you know, everybody lived in the same kind of house. You might find somebody who had one car. Goldfish, and so that become average to you, and that's what you, that become your gauge. If you're not exposed to more, you don't know there's bigger and better. If you're not exposed to another neighborhood, another business, or a church, you know, I thought an average church was just a church that, you know, not like this, you just build a, when in my neighborhood, it was about maybe about three to 5,000 square feet. It was just front to back. You put a two a bathroom in there, bathroom there in the pastor's office. You didn't do television, all this stuff, that, you know, average until you expose to something bigger than you. That's why iron shopping and iron. That's why you need to be under someone that's expanding your vision, be around people that are visionary. Because we go with what's average and ordinary. I thought a good job was just having a, one of them jobs in the factory in the city of High Point where you had a blue suit with your name on it. Three letters, Ron, Bill, Joe, man, I would go and, and on Saturday morning be getting a haircut and them guys would come in there and they had on them nice brogans and they had a blue suit with a blue shirt and had Phil, Joe. And I said, man, if I could ever get, you know, I didn't know there was more because that's all I was exposed to. But as God, as I got in the word of God and expanded my thinking and found out God wants you to be more than just average and ordinary. God wants you to, to, to fulfill your capacity. He wants to stretch you to what he's called you to do and not just everybody else. And so because no one else was walking on the water, no one else had done it, he, Peter had to do something that was not ordinary or average. God began to call me to build not just an average building, but oh, I, my God showed me all of this. Million dollars, where is it going to come from? I'm called step out on my word. I'll get you the money. Not average. Not, not what other pastors are doing, because you've got to be built for TV. And you've got to build it, state it all, so it'll take you into the millennium. So it wasn't an average church. It's not an average ministry. 
Average means zero. Come on. Status quo. Average home. Average salary. God want to break you out of average and move you into abundance. Come on, but we judge it by our family, our friends, how we grew up, what everybody else got, what they're driving. We were trying to have an average home. I thought the average home was two cars, two, uh, uh, two, ga- uh, two car garage, a dog and a goldfish. And I, I was trying to move, and God said, no, what you, what's, you're, you're selling yourself short. We had to build our home. God said, no, no, go. See, see, you can't go while everybody else is doing. And while you grew up, ordinary, average, because this is what everybody do. No, nobody. God is calling, looking for pioneers of faith that will go beyond ordinary and average, praise God. And Peter said, I'm about to do something that's not ordinary. Hallelujah. I'm go- if Jesus can do it, I can do it. I'm going to walk on the wall. See, but you got to get out of the boat. You got to start that business. You can't think about failure. You got you to start the church. Come on, man. I didn't have nothing. I was in a little YMCA room. But God started calling me beyond ordinary and average. Start believing for millions. Believe for the world. Even though there was no other preachers I saw in the tribe that was doing it and we're going to do it debt free. Not going to the bank. But believe in God that you're the lender not the buyer. That's not ordinary, man. Everybody know about the 30-year mortgage, the 30-year note. But, but what about supernatural debt cancellation? Where you're trusting God. Well, God, that's not ordinary. And God is trying to call folks to step out on his word. Hallelujah. And don't fear failure. I'm sure there were some other guys in the boat. And that's going to lead me to number two, the boat crowd. Peter, don't you get out of the boat. If I, you, you go, y'all going to be in that big church. You're going to move over there. How many rooms in that house? See, when, when your vision is bigger than someone else, it scares them. They, they, they want to hold you where they at. When you start talking about building a company and employee, that scares them. Because they tried that and failed. So they want you to stay average. And so you got to quit listening to the boat crowd. The boat crowd are those who don't do nothing but go all day, get coffee, eat donuts, and decide there ain't nothing to do because we fail. I tried to start a business that's why I'm here. I tried that and failed. I tried to do my own company. I tried to build a church. Come on. That's number two. Stop listening to the boat crowd. God's calling you to be a pioneer. There were people who hadn't done what I'd done before. I didn't have a pattern for that cancellation here locally. Someone to turn to. So I realized God was saying, I want you to be extraordinary not just ordinary or we would call it extraordinary not just ordinary hallelujah and then if you be extraordinary then extraordinary people will start following you because they're going to see your pattern they're going to say wait a minute god is no respect the person if pastor digs who stood in faith as the seed of Abraham, abraham can get his debts canceled pay off his house his car then i can do it I'm not going to go with the boat crowd. Sometimes the boat crowd is folks in your own family where you grew up with because they think they know you better. You start going to a church that's teaching you the supernatural like this. Y'all going over there to that old dead church. See, no, no respect. I'm dead to them because they mad. Why? When you're extraordinary, you put pressure on ordinary people. 
Because now they got to make excuses about why they ain't doing it. So they'll start lying. Well, yeah, I hear you go there. They got an ATM machine out there in the, in the yeah, out there in the foyer. There ain't no ATM machine. If it was, I, I, I believe God, praise God, money come out of it. I give it to y'all, y'all guys. We don't need no money. But people, because it, it, it makes an excuse. They have to start making excuses about why they are failing. So stop listening to the boat crowd, number two. Folks who, who, who have already failed and trying to tell you if I were you, I wouldn't stand for no healing. I tried that and I almost died. Never put anyone personal experience above the word of God. I don't care who tried what. Well, I know so-and-so believe like that. He almost died. Well, Jesus believed like that, and death couldn't hold him. He was resurrected. I'm going to put my faith in him. I'm, I ain't going to listen to the boat. You know who the boat crowd is, don't you? It's always someone, anytime you're believing for something greater and better and something extraordinary, they try to keep you in the boat. Don't you get out there. Look at that, Peter. Jaws. Doom, 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 doom. It's always somebody. Fear, fear. They're afraid they want you to be afraid. Got to move. That's called being pioneer. Number three, keep your eyes on Jesus. Stay focused. Keep your eyes on He the one told you to come out there. He the one told you to come to this church. Don't let someone talk you out. Well, I wouldn't go there. I hear it. Somebody told. Well, see, you're losing your focus already. You're listening to someone that's already failing. God giving you success and you're getting your eyes off of not passing in, but Jesus, the word. You ain't following me. You're following the word that I teach. They got you healed. They got you delivered. They're changing your life. But now you got some old mad relative or some old somebody that's already failed trying to, trying to pull you out of focus. And number four, even if you fall, I mean, you know, when God tell you to step out on his word, we all make mistakes. Peter made some mistakes, didn't he? But he was committed to Peter. Go tell my disciples and Peter. Simon desired to see if you like we that you praying that your faith fell. Now you pick yourself up. I don't care how many mistakes you make. You still in my plan. Even if you fall, you gotta know that Jesus will save you. Psalms 37 through 23, 23 and 24 says this: the steps of a good man are what? Ordered by the ordered by who? Who gave Peter his orders? Jesus. He said, if, I, if I'm committed to you, if I told you to step out on my word and believe me, you follow my orders. Don't be afraid of failing. Come on out here, boy. And he delighted in this way. Watch this. And though he may fall. You remember Peter? He got out of focus. Got his eyes on the wind. Sometimes we make mistakes. We miss it. We fail. But just because you fail don't make you a failure. Though he may fall, he's not utterly cast down. Why? The Lord upholds him with his hand. He stood forth his hand and said, Lord, save me. And immediately, when God calls you out of, to step out on faith, he's committed to you. And he won't let you fall. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Good God Almighty. People want to fall. They want to go down. They sit and wait on you to fall. But God says, I ain't going to let you fail. I'm not going to let you fail. I'm not going to give your enemies that satisfaction. See? What keeps you from getting out of both fear? 
What if I fail? What if I go under? What if I start a business that don't work? What, what, what if, what if, what if? That's all the devil got. What if I stand for my healing and don't get it? Fear of failure. Look at Joshua 1. Almost done here. Look at verse 5 through 9. Overcoming the fear of failure. When God started telling me to build his church and millions of dollars, the enemy would shout at me. What if you don't get the money? What if the people don't come? What if, what if? That's all they got is fear-filled lies to challenge the faith-giving promises of God. God will not allow you to fail. George Myers wrote a book years ago called Do It Afraid. That don't mean he ain't going to sense fear. It means act on the word in spite of the fear. Fear is the spirit. God's not there. It'll talk to you. You'll feel it in your room. You're going to lose your car. You're going to lose your child. You're going to get laid. It'll fear. That's cancer. You'll hear that voice. Speak to it and say, no, nope! in the name of Jesus. Rebuke it. Speak out loud. It ain't going to go because you shake your head. It's trying to get in you. It's on the outside trying to get in you. That's why David said, yea, do I walk through the valley of the Valley of death, I, I won't fear no evil. I'll feel it, but I'm not going to fear it. Why? You're with me. I'm aware of your presence. Learn to practice the presence of God when you're not in church. Stop praising God in your bathroom. Stop praising God in the kitchen. Watch him just come in there. Some of you think you got to come to church to feel the Lord. I just start practicing his presence. Just say, Lord, I'm going to take about three minutes here and stop these washing these dishes. Thank you for my car. Thank you for keeping me well. Thank you, praise God, for the blood. Thank you, Lord. And that presence will come right in that kitchen because God inhabits the presence of his people. Whether you're in church, whether you're in your car, bedroom, or the kitchen, you're with me. Joshua. Y'all had a book of Joshua? It's right behind the book of Deuteronomy. Here we go. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5 through 9. Notice what God says. There shall not be any man. He's talking to Joshua. To stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, I will also be with thee. I will not forsake thee. Did you get that? I will not fail nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. Did you get it? He said, I'm not going to fail. Why? He says, because you're going to divide for the inheritance the land which I swear to give to this people and to your fathers. Only be thou strong and courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to the law or the word that Moses, my servant, has commanded thee. Turn not from it to the left nor to the right that thou mayest prosper where? Wherever you go. High Point, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, Triad, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, Europe, Italy, France. You'll have success. You won't fail. You'll prosper wherever you go. The opposite of failure. And this is how you do it. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You keep it in your mouth. But thou shalt meditate, spend time thinking on it. Meditate beyond Pastor Diz's teaching. Get the CDs, get the thing. Read the word, meditate, mutter it, ponder it, night and day, that thou mayest observe to do according to all written therein. For then you will make your own way prosper. You won't be sitting that line waiting on the government, no one else to give you nothing. 
You won't be sitting at home ready. Thank God for stimulus check, but that ain't good now. He said you'll make your own way prosper and will have good success. Watch this. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong. He didn't say try to be strong. Be of good courage. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wheresoever you go. He said, I've commanded you. I've commanded you. He said, be of good courage. That's a word you don't hear more. Courage is acting on the word of God in spite of the presence of fear. Put this up. God says, keep the word in your mouth. You're going to see the Anakins, the giants. You're going to see the Jericho walls, but you keep the word in your mouth. You're going to see the Jordan River, but keep the word in your mouth, Joshua. You're going to see all this adversity that's going to bring fear. You're going to even sense fear. It's going to be all around you. You're going to see the walls of Jericho. You're going to see the Anax, the giants. But I've given you the land. So courage is acting on God's word in spite of the presence of fear. Paul put it this way. When I would do good, evil is present with me. When I would stand in faith, fear is always there. What if you lose your car? What if you fail? What if you don't get the money? What if you apply for a loan, they don't give it to you? What if you build that new house and get that new house and can't pay for it? What if you contact COVID-19? What, what? Fear. Fear is all around you. We're in a negative world. But courage is saying, I don't care what I feel. The Bible says by strikes I'm healed. I'm getting up out of this wheelchair. I'm coming up out of this hospital bed. If not today, tomorrow. If not tomorrow, the day after, I will walk again. I'm paying my tithe. I don't care what came in the mail because I can't pay by robbing God. I'm going to pay my seat and I thank you that the windows of heaven, God will do a supernatural miracle, but I won't go under. God will sustain me. Fear all around you, but you're acting on the word of God. Breaking ground. When the devil said, time you break that ground and all them buildings out there, man, this is going to be about $30, $40 million bill, three bills. And I just said, break it. Told the bulldozer, start knocking down stuff. I walk by faith and not by sight. My God, El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, my prayer. He'll pay for the building. He'll pay for the television equipment. He'll pay. Fear all around me. But I'm taking courage. Courage. Courage is saying, I don't care what I feel. It don't care if I do see the giant. I see that giant, but I got a sling shot and I got a rock. You come against me in the name of your God, but I come against you in the Lord God of hosts. Goliath, I'm going to take your carcass out this day and feed you to the... I feel fear. I'm a little boy, but I ain't looking at the size. I'm looking at the prize. I got the anointing. There came a lion and there came a bear, and I was a afraid but I felt fear but I went after the lion and the bear and you uncircumcised for this team you ain't no different than that lion and bear courage and David let that rock go what giant is shouting at you trying to tell you you're gonna fail he said be of strong and of courage and I've had to be courageous where other men melted I wouldn't try to believe the things I was doing because they were extraordinary. It took courage to put my name down for millions of dollars and say, it'll be there.
So God has then promised to never fail nor forsake us as I get ready to close. Huh? He, he said, I'll forsake means I'm committed to you. You know, you didn't have a failed marriage, but you're still together. But when you, they forsake you, that means I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm leaving you with the bill. God says, no, I'm committed to you. Look what he says here. God has promised to never fail nor forsake us. Scripture reference Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Let your character of moral disposition be free from the love of money, including grievance, arrogance, lust, craving for earthly possession. Be satisfied with your present circumstance and what you have. For he, God, himself, have said, I will not in any way fail you. I ain't going to let you go down. Nor give you up. Nor leave you without support. I'll pay the bill. I told you to build a bill. I'll pay the television bill. I'll bring the people. You don't have to manipulate. I will support you. I'll be your financier. And then you use a triple negative so you can get the point. Because if you didn't hear it the first time after three times, hear me, people. I will not. I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless or forsake you or let you down or relax my hold on you. I don't care who don't like you. I don't care who's trying to destroy you. I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to hold on to you with an unchanging hand. Why? Why am I going to do all this? This is why. So that we may take comfort and courage and confident and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Good God Almighty. I will not be seized with alarm and will not fear COVID-19. I won't fear death. I won't fear all types of economic downturn or dread or be terrified. What can man do unto me? Whew. Good God Almighty. Give God some praise, somebody. Amen. Now go quickly to 1 Kings 8, 54 through 56. The greatest fear as I close that Satan uses on Christians is fear of the word of God not working for you. What if you stand on healing and you don't get it? What if you bleed for debt cancellation tide and you don't get it? 1 Kings 8, 54 says this, and it was so that when Solomon had made an end of praying all the prayers of supplication to the Lord, he arose from the Lord, kneeling on his knees with his hands spread to heaven. And he stood and blessed all the congregation like I'm blessing you with a loud voice saying, blessed be the Lord God that have given rest to his people according to all that he promised. There has not failed. We're talking about freedom from fear of failure. Not one word of all of his good promise, which he promised by or through the hand of Moses, his servant. There had not failed. One, the word of God would not fail you. When Peter stood out on the word come, he had to walk free of fear that I won't go on. And the word come kept him above the water. And anything God is promising you, you can rest in it. Rest in your healing. Rest in your debt cancellation. Rest in your protection. I know a lot of deaths and there's a lot of sickness going on. It has hit the White House, super spreader, but no evil shall befall thee and no plague is going to come down where you dwell. A thousand shall fall by thy side, ten thousand, but it ain't coming you. Rest in anything God has promised you. 
Hallelujah. Give God some praise. He said they haven't failed. Not one as I close. Not one. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but not one jot a tittle. Anything in this book, he said it won't fail you. I won't allow it. If you stand on by my stripes, you were healed. I won't let you fail. I won't let you die. If you're standing for your children, Acts 16, 31, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and I'll say deep in your house, I don't care what type of drugs your son on. I don't care how deep in the cult he is. I'll bring him out. I won't allow it. I just need your faith. Hallelujah. I'll save you and your house. Hallelujah. I'll raise up your kids. I'll break the power of drugs, alcohol, the power of blindness from off of their eyes. I know because I was one of them. My mama stood for me. Great shall be the peace of my son. In righteousness he shall be established. Being full of drugs, alcohol, dope, coming this close to death, it was our prayers that rebuked the divine for my sake and brought me back into the kingdom. And here I am preaching because the word of God cannot fail. There is no failure in God. Simon, Simon. I have prayed for your faith that it fell out. You're going to do a bunch of stupid stuff, but you keep serving me. You keep coming to church. You keep reading your Bible. You keep getting the CDs and the DVDs. Huh? What did he say? There's not fell, not one. Not one. All the promises of God are in him, yes and amen. <laughs> All of them. Find out what the promise is that cover your situation and stand on it, rest in it. That's what we read. And I'll leave this last statement with you. As Christians then, we rest in the fact that God's promises never fails. Never. You might fail. You're, you're faith, but God don't fail. His way is perfect. And all God is asking you to do is get in the book. Like I said, I know we made mistakes. A lot of stuff I did, I didn't have knowledge. I made a lot of mistakes and continue to make them, but not like I used to because I learned from them and said, wait a minute. You know, if you walk in someone's house and they say, the dog, he won't bite, he won't bite, and he bites you five times, you learn from that. So when you come back to the house, you don't go in there. He won't bite. No, no, you better get your dog, lady. Do you want him? I learned something. He bites. He won't bite you. So either get your dog, put him back in another room. I ain't coming in. I'm going to keep this knife in my pocket. Something got to give, but I ain't going to. I, ain't, I, ain't gonna, I learned something. Huh? You borrow money from somebody? $100? They say they're going to pay you back next week. They catch amnesia for three months. You waiting on them to give you money. You go, hey, man, you're going to give me back my hundred. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, you $300 donor.